Welcome to Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. I'm Andy and I'm your host. Alright, so it's been <laughs> a while again uh, since I did my last uh, sh- uh, podcast. Um, and I kind of wanted to jump right into this and, and talk about that a little bit. Um, the past like year, year and a half has been really crazy for me. It's been really busy. Um, I really enjoy and love doing the podcast, but you know, it's just sort of one of those things where you have to prioritize your time. And unfortunately, a lot of my time went to a lot of other things, whether it be, you know, moving or, you know, I've, I've mentioned that I've in a, in a musical project, um, that has taken up a lot of time, um, family stuff. I mean, it's just been one thing right after the other. And during that time, I sort of, you know, had some, you know, thoughts that uh, sort of lingered in my mind about how I wanted to do the podcast going forward when I did do it. Um, So I basically built the podcast off this idea of wanting to do classic movies and albums what I have found now, I've done a, a couple of different albums. One of them's not up anymore. But what I have found in doing that is that it's not as fun to do the albums um, for two reasons. Number one being, it's not. There's not a lot of uh, content there to discuss for any real length of time. I mean, without being able to play the songs, which I obviously can't do. Um, and that's really kind of a bummer when it comes to doing those. Um, you know, I do go to a lot of concerts, so I would like to use the podcast as a way to maybe talk about some of that, but, um, I may back off of the idea of doing albums. As far as the classic movies go, I still want to do them, but one thing I've thought a lot about is, you know, I go to the movies a lot. I go to the movie theater a lot. I watch you know, movies on uh, television and streaming and all that a lot. And one thing that I really want to be able to do to just expand, you know, the podcast, not only expand the podcast, but also jump into more of my interest, is I would love to be able to do the classic movies, but also the, uh, you know, new movies that come out. And we've talked a little bit about new movies here and there on the podcast, but I'd really like to, you know, really get on here and talk about new ones that I see. Now, here's the thing about that. I mentioned early on in one of the earlier episodes that I didn't really love talking about movies that I didn't like. And if I review new movies, then that's going to happen. So I'll try not to, you know, be too harsh on stuff I don't like, but I really would like to discuss newer movies as well. And so actually today, that's what we're sort of going to be diving into. I've in the past couple of weeks, um, I've been to the theaters three times. Um, and, uh, I've seen three different movies, three different new movies, and I would really like to talk about those a little bit. Um, 
because I, I have a lot of thoughts on all of them. Um, and those three movies are Ant-Man 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, Cocaine Bear, and uh, Scream 6. Uh, you know, th- those are three movies that I was, you know, I was looking forward to um, when they were announced. And so I've seen them. And I'd like to get into them a little bit. Um, now, again, I'm still going to do plenty of classic movies. That's Those are what I love. Um, but, you know, as somebody who frequents movie theaters like I do and, you know, sort of checking out newer stuff, I'd really like to have the, the, the platform open up to be able to include those as well. So we're not... <laughs> changing a whole lot here we're just expanding the platform a little bit expanding uh, our material so um, it should be fun and I'm looking forward to it now as far as this year has gone 2023 um, I think these movies are the the only ones I've seen so far in theaters um, and so you know, we'll jump into them a little bit. I kind of want to start with Ant-Man because, you know, it is a Marvel property. I'm a Marvel fan. I, I'm definitely not, like, super, you know, hardcore to the point where I've immediately got to watch everything as soon as it comes out. You know, I, I'm that way with Star Wars, but I'm not really like that with Marvel. I don't know that I'd call myself, like, a casual Marvel fan. But I also don't think I would call myself a hardcore. I'm, I'm like somewhere in the middle there. And I've got to, you know, admittedly, I've got to say that, I, you know, we've sort of started diving into um, areas of Marvel now with the MCU that I'm unfamiliar with. A lot of it's uh, relatively newer material, some of it that, that's coming out, um, some of it that even isn't newer is just more obscure material. And, you know, you've sort of started to move away from the Captain Americas and the Iron Mans and the Thors and the, you know, the Hulk and the classic stuff. And you've sort of started moving towards, you know, characters who are either a, like I said, relatively newer or B just more obscure characters and and their stories. And so, you know, it's, I've fallen off a little bit. Um, you know, as far as the TV shows have gone, I watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, wasn't a big fan. I thought there was some stuff in that show that just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really get it. Some of it, you know, as far as like, um, you know, the ending of the show and, you know, trying to portray these characters, uh, who were essentially terrorists throughout the show, trying to portray them as somehow just like the misunderstood and the, you know, sort of the victims in a way. And I didn't really understand what they were going for with that, that sort of, um, arc there. Um, Loki, I watched that show and it was, it was okay. Um, I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, see what else uh wandavision i did enjoy that show again for the most part um i have not watched she hulk i've seen bits and pieces to be honest just doesn't look like my thing 
Um, uh, I've seen quite a bit of it just in clips and stuff like that. And, and it just doesn't look like it interests me, to be honest. I, I kind of, uh, some of that stuff, I, you know, it just, it kind of has taken the character of like Hulk and all that. And I feel like it's toned down the character so much. It's just not something that I'm, I'm into, um, I also really have always just liked the idea of Bruce Banner just being the Hulk, and I've never been a big fan of, you know, these other people who have those powers and, you know, the whole Professor Hulk thing I'm not really into. So, yeah, I mean, it just wasn't the show for me. Um, And then uh, I think, like, Hawkeye, I haven't watched that. So, yeah, I'm not completely caught up on the shows, but I've watched a few of, of the series. Um, I did not care for Thor love and thunder. I thought it was way too comedic. Um, I think I've talked about that before with the, the comedy and Marvel. Sometimes I think it's just a little too heavy handed. I think there's too much of it. Um, I think that the Avengers movies, um, did a good job kind of balancing that for the most part. But I feel like as we've gone on, um, especially with Spider-Man and Guardians and all this other stuff, I, I just kind of feel like we've leaned, and, and the Thor movies, obviously, I feel like we've leaned into the comedy just a little too much. And I just didn't care for that movie, to be honest. Um, so, Ant-Man 3. Um, what did I expect from this movie? I really didn't expect a whole lot. I mean, to be honest, the second one was not great. You know, to be honest, I, I don't really remember much from the second Ant-Man movie, <laughs> you know. Uh, the first one was pretty good. Um, I really love Paul Rudd. I love the character, but, um, you know, it's just, again, the second one just wasn't great. I just didn't expect much out of this one. After watching it, you know, listen, I, I enjoyed parts of it, but, it, you know, again, it just wasn't a great movie, and it sort of we're sort of getting to that point now where you're not, you're almost not expecting the Marvel movies when you go to the theaters to be great anymore. They've kind of just lost that magic touch that they used to have. And, um, you know, that's sad somewhat because I think that once that's gone, I think it's really hard to get it back. And and most properties don't get it back. Um, I personally don't think Marvel will ever get that back. The, the sort of what they had in the first three or four phases, whatever, leading up to Endgame, I, I just don't think they'll ever sort of get that magic back. I think you had the perfect sort of cast of characters and the perfect interweaving stories that all led to, you know, down one road towards Thanos and this, you know, the Endgame. And, um, you know, so I don't, I, I just don't, I don't know that, you're getting that back, to be honest. I know that they kind of have plans as well to just sort of keep pushing down this road and getting rid of, you know, maybe some of the original, you know, Marvel characters and, and keep working on building up the newer the newer cast of, of characters. And I just don't think that you're going to get the same sort of reaction from the fans out of, you know, the newer characters that you are, you know, the the, the original ones. Uh, as far as the MCU goes. So, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it is, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. 
Um, I was a little underwhelmed by the movie. As far as like Kane goes, that's a big reason why I was underwhelmed. I mean, they're kind of building this guy up to be Thanos 2.0, but the problem is, is that he's not, you know? I mean, you know, Jonathan Majors has done a, a pretty decent job in the role, but, you know, I, what's the threat here, you know? They kind of built him up in this last movie as though, you know, he was one of the worst of the worst, and that's why they banished him to the quantum realm. By the way, I'm giving away spoilers on all these movies, so if you are if you haven't seen them, you know, spoiler warning now. But, you know, he got banished to the quantum realm for being so unruly, you know, as far as the variants of, of, of Kane go, and... I mean, he was taken down by ants. I don't know what else to say. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know about this character yet. Uh, we'll see. You know, I'll give him his full shot, and we'll see how it goes. But um, as far as building him up now to be this big bad later on, I'm just not seeing it right now. The whole Quantum Realm thing and the CGI, it was a bit much. It was a bit much, and I'm not going to harp on it too long because I know it's been talked to death. Um, you know, this whole topic of the, the the volume stages and the CGI and, you know, the, the look of the movie. I mean, it looks super cgi That's just, you know, that's how it is. And, um, you know, it. I think, I don't know if it really takes away from the movie as a whole, but I know that for a lot of people it does. Um for me, it's not so much that, you know, it's all out CGI as much as it is. I just, there wasn't much story there, you know, to be honest. This this movie, I don't know, it didn't seem like it had a whole lot of purpose. <laughs> you know, they go to the quantum realm, they destroy a variant of Kang, uh, who probably wouldn't have ever gotten out of the quantum realm if they wouldn't have come back down there in the first place. Of course he didn't. He gets killed at the end of the movie, but um, he would have been a threat to the quantum realm, but not necessarily our world and our realm. If, you know, even if they wouldn't have went back down there or sent that signal. So yeah, the whole movie is just kind of, kind of feels a little pointless. Um, but as far as just sitting down, you know, eating popcorn, watching something, I had a little bit of enjoyment out of the movie, just not a whole lot. Not as much as you would expect when you go see a Marvel movie nowadays. I did enjoy this movie better than Thor Love and Thunder, though. I will say that. I did I did enjoy it better. So, there is that. Um, so, we'll see what Marvel can, what they can pull together here. I'm looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I have really liked the first two Guardians movies. We'll see how they wrap up this uh, this trilogy. And, um, you know, we'll see where they take that story-wise. Um, as far as what's next for Marvel, I'm not 100% sure. Um, I know it's a while until we have another Avengers. So, we'll see. You know, we'll see there. But... Yeah, we'll just have to keep an eye on Marvel. I, I again, kind of disappointed, but at the same time, we're like thirty something movies in. We've had the TV series. You know, I've been sort of the one saying and preaching from the back that 
the quality of movies going to go down at some point. It's, it's just a matter of time. And we may be there. We may be there where there's the quality of the movies overall are going down and they're not going to come back up. You know, who knows? But we will see. We will see. Um. All right, Cocaine Bear. Talk a little bit about that one. Um, Underwhelmed with this movie as well. Now, let me explain. I know a lot of you are like, well, of course, it's Cocaine Bear. Look, this movie had a good cast. This movie had, you know, I think a good director. And, and I was, really what I was looking forward to was just something that was not taking itself too seriously, which this movie didn't. But overall, there are two problems with that when I had that that I had with this movie. The first being t- the tone of the movie. I really thought this would lean more into comedy, and what it turned into was it led a little bit more into uh, sort of horror, but with comedic overtones. I guess I should say, to the point where. There were scenes that were like horrific, you know, this bear's m- absolutely mauling somebody to death, and there are kind of jokes being told in the background or things going on that are supposed to make us laugh. The problem is, and I felt this in the theater that I was in at the time, you don't know whether to be horrified or laugh, and it's just kind of this weird awkwardness where something absolutely brutal is happening but yet there's kind of jokiness going on in the background. And it's just kind of this, I don't know, it's kind of like the Marvel thing a little bit, where that I talked about a long time ago, especially with like, I feel like with the Thor movies or the Guardians movies sometimes, where like there's this huge threat going on, but then there's like jokiness and, and you know comedy and some of that. And you're like, okay, so am I supposed to be taking this seriously or is this f- supposed to be funny? Because I, I I, just don't know that the two work as well together as some of these people who make these movies think they do, you know, to be honest. And I think that you have to kind of pick one and go with it. Now, you can have a little bit of both. Like, I've, you know, I've said it before a hundred times and I'll say it another hundred my favorite movie in the world is Ghostbusters, and that movie balances some horror with comedy, and it does it really well, but it's super hard to do it. And I'm not saying that Cocaine Bear set out to be something like that. I think this movie was it was pretty cheaply made. Not super cheaply made, but relative to other movies, you know. A lot of the movie, a lot of the budget went into the CGI bear. You kind of felt that because the bear wasn't in the movie just a whole lot, to be honest. Um, you know, and this movie had really good cast, and I'm sure the rest of the budget went to that. Um, I thought Alden Ehrenreich was was good in this movie, but to be honest, there there was like this uh, this running, you know, storyline where like his wife or his girlfriend died, and he's sad about it the whole movie, and it just kind of doesn't make sense, and that kind of leads me into my my second issue with this movie, which was. The only enjoyable parts of this movie was when the bear was on screen because the characters and the story that they were trying to weave together was very, very lackluster. And it was just kind of like you you really felt that, okay, we have the premise of a bear who does cocaine and goes on a rampage. 
and that's all we got because the rest of the story is not that great. Uh, you know, I thought Ray Liotta was okay in this movie. I, I'm kind of, you know, rest in peace, Ray Liotta. I hate that this is his last movie, but, um, you know, I'm just, I just felt like the characters in the story was not, what wasn't really there. And, uh, again, I know that sounds funny to say about a movie called Cocaine Bear, but you would think, again, given this, this the cast in this movie and, and you know, given the, the marketing that this movie was given, you would think it would not be half bad, you know, even with a crazy premise. Uh, but it wasn't great. It was set in the 80s. It's It's got a cool kind of 80s, you know, setting there. But, you know, other than that and some funny stuff, here and there and the bear having some cool moments it's not a great movie if this is something you want to rent on a friday night on vod youtube whatever um you know i think it would be worth checking out but other than that i mean it's not it's not anything to write home about the a random guy sitting next to me in the theater me and him had a, a couple of random laughs about it um during the movie but other than that i mean it wasn't great and that kind of brings me to the movie that i've seen recently the most recent which was just a couple days ago and that is scream six now i don't think i've talked about scream any at all on this channel i've talked a lot about halloween because that's one of my favorite franchises um i pretty much stand kind of with scream as i kind of do with marvel where i'm not casual but i'm not super hardcore i'm somewhere in the middle um, I've seen all the screen movies multiple times. I really enjoy the first one. I think all the sequels are quite a bit lackluster because they're playing off of this, you know, um, concept that's kind of been overdone at this point, uh, with the whole ghost, ghost face, whodunit kind of, you know, storyline and, um, but when Scream 5 came out last year, I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was... Um, I thought that, I think Scream 4 had come out like 10, 11 years prior, so I felt like there was a little bit of breathing room in, in between those movies. Um, Scream 4 I thought was okay, you know, it wasn't great, but it was okay when it came out. Um, but Scream 5 I thought was kind of a, a little bit of a breath of fresh air, um, you know, I, I enjoyed, uh, some of the newer characters, um, I enjoyed um, Jenny Ortega and um, the girl who plays the Sam character. I don't know her name off the top of my head, but I did. You know, I enjoyed them as characters. Um, so you know, Sydney coming back, obviously Dewey, Gale. I thought that you know most of them did you know a pretty good job, um, and it was really just kind of what you would call a requel or a reboot. Um, you know, where it kind of mirrored the first movie a lot. Of course, you know, Skeet Ulrich came back and played, you know, as sort of a, um, you know, sort of a split personality with his daughter or, or whatever. Not a split personality, but um, just kind of a character who popped up in, in, her, uh, in her thoughts. You know, uh, he came back to play Billy Loomis. Um, and I, you know, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was probably one of the better sequels. And then this movie comes out and, 
you know, with Scream 6, you know, you had all this marketing, and I wasn't really even that hyped for Scream 6. I was kind of like, uh, we need another Scream movie. Um, but they're like, you know, the marketing's all like, um, you know, this is the, the so much bigger and so much better, and we're setting it in New York, and, um, you know, in the marketing material, they had Ghostface saying, uh, things like, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I can't remember verbatim what they had them saying, but it was something along the lines of, I'm not your normal killer, or, you know, just, they kept indicating this movie was different. It was going to be really different. And, you know, we sort of had all of the news about, um, Nev Campbell and the fact that she wasn't, you know, going to come back and be in this one over, you know, money disputes, which was disappointing to see, but at the same time, you know, you kind of get to feeling like after you watch all the 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 sequels, and you know, to be honest, I before this movie came out, I watched all of the movies in a row, and by the time you get to your, where you're ready to watch six, you're like, boy, this movie really does not need Sidney Prescott. She has been through every possible scenario <laughs> that a human being can go through in these movies by now. Um, same with Gail. Same with Dewey. I didn't really like how they killed Dewey in Scream 5, to be honest. But at the same time, you're like, at least that character's, like, done and gets laid to rest, you know. Um, but, of course, Nev Campbell wasn't coming back. And, and they kept saying this movie's going to be so much different and all that. And then you watch the movie. And, again, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen it. And you watch the movie and it's not very different it's in fact it's very very similar to scream 2 the same way that scream 5 sort of mirrored scream 1 this movie pretty much mirrored scream 2 and uh the only difference being you know some minor differences here and there but you know the movie's set in new york so you do have that bit of setting difference than you do the small town of like woodsboro in the in the in the uh the other films but no, this movie just wasn't that different. And to be honest with you, I enjoyed, I was very much enjoying myself watching this movie, even, you know, given that, um, I was enjoying the movie until like the last 10 minutes. And I really felt like the movie fell off at that point with, with like the third act and the ghost face reveal the whole, you know, my son, or, you know, it was Richie from, you know, screen five. It was like his family was or the ghost face killers to be honest with you it's never been more that scream five and scream six have i have identified the killers in like the first 15 minutes of the movie in both of those and this one was really pain painfully obvious to me who that the detective was one of the killers very early on because there was just a lot of stuff in this movie that did not make any sense whatsoever and to be honest with you, when you watch these kinds of movies, I most most of the time throw my, um, you know, disbelief kind of out the window and and just kind of roll with it because there's obviously going to be some plot holes and you got to roll with some of it. But there was just some of the you know some of the stuff just didn't make any sense you know, uh, from from you know the minute they walk into the the interrogation room. Um, and the detective, Detective Bailey, or, or I think that's his name, he sits down and he's like, you know, we we see you, you've got a call from uh, Richie so-and-so. Any idea who that is? And it's like, any idea who that is? 
I mean, he's a murdered teenager. Like, and you know these girls because your daughter lives with, like, you should know who that is. Like, why would you ask that? Furthermore, why would you have to ask them? Why, why could, you could have took his name and looked it up. Obviously, we know why he was doing that. It's because that Richie was his son, and he really just wanted to see what kind of reaction he would get out of them when he mentioned his son's name because they killed his son. But there was just little stuff like that where it's like, this this just doesn't make any logical sense. You know? Um, there were some kills, quote-unquote kills in this movie that, like... Uh, well, Chad, for instance, Chad in the third act, just gets brutally stabbed by both, you know, two of the ghost face killers, brutally stabbed, brutally stabbed, and we watch him get stabbed. The girls run away, the, see, the scene, or the sequence, you know, proceeds to play out for another ten minutes plus, and at the end of the movie, they roll Chad out, and he's alive. And and not only is he alive, but he's conscious. He's he's conscious. He he's talking. And I'm like, this dude got stabbed at least thirty plus times, and and he's been laying in that room bleeding out for ten fifteen minutes. Like he's absolutely dead. But you're telling me he's fine. Or like with Jenny Ortega's character. You know, at the very beginning of sort of the third act, gets stabbed in the back pretty deep. Then when she's fighting, um, I forget his name, the ghost face killer that's the young son that's been in the friend group the whole time. When she jumps down or gets dropped down off of that ledge, he stabs her pretty deep in the gut. But at the end of the movie, she's just walking away like nothing happened. And... There's, or, you know, where Sam is pointing the gun at the dad, Detective Bailey, and she fires, and the gun's out of bullets, which, by the way, (laughs) I gotta be honest, folks, I'm so tired of this trend of firing a gun, or going to fire a gun, and it's out of bullets. I'm, I'm, I'm kinda just over this, because it happens so much in horror movies, that usually I'm just kinda like, okay, well... Whatever. But now it's gotten to the point where it's like, all right, this is a bit much. You guys have to stop relying on this trope. It happens a ton of times just in this franchise alone. And other ones happen in Halloween. You know, it happens a lot. But anyway, you know, she fires the detective or tries to. The gun's out of bullets. Gives up, takes her knife out, starts running at him. He's got a loaded gun pointing it at her. But instead of shooting her... As she runs at him, he just starts sprinting at her with the gun pointed at her. I'm like, what? Just shoot her. That was your plan was to kill her. Shoot her. She She's just running right at you. Why would you go and fight hand to hand when you've got a loaded weapon in your hand? You've got a loaded gun, a loaded firearm. Shoot it. There's no reason for you to sprint at her as you do it. <sighs> This is why I don't like talking about, you know, negatives in movies because it kind of turns into rants. But there was just, there was so much in this movie that it was like, hmm, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that, that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, With all that being said, 
I'm not the kind of guy who just the third act makes or breaks a movie for me. Sometimes it can if it's that bad. But in terms of screen movies, this one was it was enjoyable. I mean, it you know it really wasn't that bad of a movie. It was just the third act was super messy. And now that brings me to this. Before any of you start jumping on this point, you probably already have. I understand and realize that you know inf- new information has come out that when Nev Campbell announced she wasn't coming back for this one because of a pay dispute, they had to change. Um, the story quite a bit, including the motives of the killers. Meaning, them being Richie's family and just getting trying to get revenge on Sam and her friends probably was not the original intention of the movie. In fact, when I told you that the whole marketing with the ghost face saying this, you know, I'm not like the others before me or whatever he says, that's taken out of the movie when you watch the final cut. So, there obviously was going to be something different going on with this movie when Nev Campbell was still a part of the project. And, um, you know, maybe we'll get to find out what that was one day. Maybe they'll save that for some Scream 7 that I'm 100% sure they're going to make. But, um, yeah, I mean, as far as a Scream sequel, it's pretty much on par with a lot of the other ones, to be honest. But... It's not what it marketed itself as at all. It's not something completely different. It's just a different setting. Um, really didn't think Courtney Cox really needed to be in this movie at all. I, I really didn't understand, you know, at this point, it's like, just let her character move off and do something. I mean, she was attacked in her apartment again. Um, survived it, apparently. She made some really stupid decisions in that apartment raid. Um, you know, she had herself in some kind of walk to lock in closet with a gun and she decides to fire a few rounds to the door and walk right out. It's just dumb decisions. But um you know I don't know. Hey again, it's on par with a lot of the other sequels. It's just I kinda I guess I let the hype train get you know get a hold of me a little too much right before the movie came out and I really thought that this was going to be something a little different and it really just wasn't so again not really that that bad of a sequel just nothing new we're we're sort of treading old ground with this one so we'll see we'll see if a scream 7 comes out if it fulfills that promise of being something different um we'll see um you know as far as the scream sequels go I for my from my money I would say Scream 2 is probably my favorite I really I do like Scream 2 I don't really care for 3 4 is okay 5 is okay 6 was okay I I really wouldn't say any of them are home runs but I'll give Scream this it's the most consistent franchise um they do what they do and they do it unapologetically so you know you have to give credit where credit is due there i know there's a big contingency of of screen fans out there again i'm sort of part of that fan group but not as hardcore um and we'll see what the what the franchise continues to to give us all right folks so those were three movies i just wanted to talk about for a little bit 
Um, listen, I hope you keep coming back to the channel. As I keep watching new movies and as I keep putting together shows for classic movies, I'm going to keep putting out the content. So, you know, keep coming back. You know, when I was going over our, our Spotify wrapped at the end of the year last year, there was a lot of you guys out there listening from a lot of different places. And, you know, I really appreciate that. Appreciate you sticking it, sticking it out with me and, um, you know, being patient at times. Um, you know, I'm sorry that I can't, couldn't do this more often, but it's just been, you know, I sort of started the podcast because it was something I'd always wanted to do and I'd finally freed up time in my life to do it. And then right around that time, I got really busy with a lot of other things and a lot of things have happened in the past year and a half. And so, you know, it's, it's been a rough go of it trying to do it consistently, but you know, now I feel that I'm in a better place to be able to do that. So I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to a lot of movies that are coming out. And we're going to talk about a lot of them. So, um, you know, buckle your seatbelts and, and hop on and, and give us a subscribe uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And, you know, keep on the lookout for the next one. But for today, that's all I got. We'll see you later.